you can tell the difference between in a performance for someone that has rehearsed it till they're dead, like blue in the face, I've rehearsed it over and over and over again to the yeah. point of, oh, I've done it once or twice. Yeah. Because we've said it before in other episodes, have the words in your mouth, know how they feel. Yeah. Practice putting the pause here, raising your voice a little bit there. Mm-hmm. That stuff makes a huge difference. People um, people talk about Steve Jobs and like the way that he Welcome to the Marketing Mentors Podcast, brought to you by Red Pandas Digital. I am Tasha, joined by Linda, who is cold today. Let's just put Very it out there. Linda's a bit cold. But welcome, Linda. This is exciting. It is. We're doing this one a little bit different um, this week because both of us are, you know, top of mind, getting ready for our They Ask You Answer Digital Marketing and Sales Summit, which is happening in T minus, like, I don't know, what's like 20 days or so-ish, 20-ish days. What does T minus mean? I, I don't, it's some time. type of rocket ship launch thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Someone Google search what it means and I let us know. I thought it was like because... time minus, but then. No, Linda. Okay. <laughs> You're not allowed to do those comments when we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> Save them for off, offline. Sure. Um, so look, we are getting ready for our um, summit in a few weeks time. And both Linda and I are keynoting on the day. We're not the featured keynote, but we are both keynoting. And uh, that basically means if you don't know what keynoting means, we're giving a, a talk. Now we're roughly sitting at just on 200 um, attendees, which so is exciting. super exciting because yeah. it's awesome to give a talk to a big audience, yeah. in my opinion. Um, and obviously because we're getting ready for this, there's a few things that are really, really prevalent for us right now. And I think that we can share this with our listeners and anyone that is maybe going through something similar or might be in the future preparing for a keynote. Yeah. Yeah, I think as well, you know, you and I talking before this, we kind of realised we prepare in slightly different ways. Mm. So it was kind of nice to share that with each other and, and like doing that on this podcast as well because yeah. I anticipate if, you know, if you're listening to this, you must have some sort of presentation coming up or keynote coming up and I think we're going to share different methods based on what work for us ultimately there are things that we do the same and that should be done for a great presentation which we'll talk about Mm -hmm. but we are preparing in slightly different ways and I don't think that there's a wrong or right I think it's what works for you and and what works for your communication style so Yeah. yeah that's what we're going to do today we're going to share what we're doing in the lead up to our keynotes yeah beautiful later this month so exciting now obviously um yeah like linda said we're different people if you can't tell we've got different temperaments and different things work so don't take this as gospel um if, if i was you i'd be taking notes on things that resonate with you and things that are like okay cool yeah i could see myself doing that mm-hmm. or that's a piece of information that i like yeah um, and the first one we'll get into is that prep yeah. So, uh, you know, I'll I'll kick it off and I feel like this is where we can have a really good back and forth around things that we both like. But mm. what I'm doing at the moment in terms of preparation for the event, like there's so much to prepare, right? It's yeah. you've got a slide deck, you've got the way you want to deliver it, um, you've got to memorise certain things, you've got to prepare, um, you know, <laughs> if we were just talking about what we're going to wear, that's obviously a different <laughs> segment. We're not yeah. actually going to talk about that today because that's not this <laughs> podcast. But um, mainly it's like preparing your content, preparing yourself. Yeah. So when we talk about um, preparing your content, I got this from a Marcus Sheridan LinkedIn post. For those of you that don't know Marcus Sheridan, even though we've mentioned him a million times on this podcast, he's the author of They Ask You Answer book, uh, partner of Red Pandas, um, and he will be the featured keynote speaker <laughs> at the sum- summit in next in a few weeks' time. And he, has, uh, he had a post that came out a little while ago and 
he's a professional speaker. You know, he travels around the world giving this they ask you answer talk. And a simple trick or tip that he shared to help him prepare for his keynotes, which tell him if he is ready to deliver it, is the first line and the last line test, which I really like this one. Yeah, so I must, explain that too. I must say I want to try and use this for myself. Yep. So um, essentially what it is is run through all of your slide decks, like every single slide on your slide deck, and say out loud the first and the last line or sentence that each of these slides would entail mm. exactly as you would in your presentation. I think that's the key. I love that, yeah. Yeah, that's the key. Like don't just in your head or I'm going to say it like this. No, no, actually say it Yeah. the way you would if you were going to be delivering it to your audience of, you know, 200, 10, 5. Jeez, you could use these tips for a, um, a sales pitch to yeah. a few people really. Um, I really like that. Yeah. You know, like when I've done presentations or keynotes in the past, I find that where I – fumble around and where I've realized, hey, I needed more practice was always at the beginning or the transition yes. section. You know, generally the generally the beginning yep. for me, like I'll forget how I started off and mm -hmm. that in turn will mean that that whole slide is. Absolutely. Yeah, it's delivered in a different way because I can't remember the very beginning of how I want to kick it off. So yep. it's just like it's a no-brainer but after given, giving how many presentations, like I've never approached rehearsing in that way and thinking about the first line and the last line, and it's such a good tip. Like it's yep. so basic but gold. And you just said it. If you can do this, if you can do first line, last line on your slide for that particular, you know, segment, yeah, that means you've got your transition down pat. You've got your yep. segue down pat. You know exactly what the main points are you need to cover and then how you move on to the next topic or the next thing that you want to introduce to the audience. Yeah. So, yeah, really, really simple but so, so powerful. Marcus yeah. says, you know, if you can do that, then you're you're well on your way to having a, you know, seamless keynote. So I can't sit here and 100% say that I'm there, but I'll be using that exact tip yeah. in my rehearsals, which is. Do you rehearse beyond that? Yeah, such a such a good question because it's an, also a nice segue into what I feel like is our next kind of like tip around knowing your slide deck but then like rehearsing. Yeah. So I think rehearsing or practicing or role play, like whatever whatever you want to call it, um, you're, you mentioned before the intro. The intro is so important. If you can nail that intro, mm. I also think the outro is just as important. Yeah, I agree. Like if you can nail the intro, nail the outro, then you know your first and last on each slide, mm. you will have this like really cohesive experience for your audience. Um, I think if you have you are dedicated to giving this 100% of your attention, time, energy and efforts, then you should definitely rehearse the whole thing. Yeah. You 100%. It's like when I used to do, um, you know, performance back mm. in the day, you don't just rehearse the first part and the last part of the the, the scene or the dance. Yeah. Yeah. You do the whole thing because every time it's a rep. It's like going yeah. to the gym. Every time you do the rep, that muscle gets stronger. Every time you do the rehearsal, it will look a little bit different here. You'll pause a bit longer there. It gets better and better. It only and I gets find better. for my own sanity as well, like I need to. For me to be able to calm my nerves, I need to feel like when I'm going up on stage that I know through and through what I'm talking about yeah. on each slide. Um, I wrote that somewhere else. I don't know where in my notes here, but I wrote know your content and that's yeah. – 
that you only know your content when you want. Obviously, you're a subject matter expert. Yeah. But then you've rehearsed it. Yeah. You can tell the difference between in a performance for someone that has rehearsed it till they're dead, like blue in the face, I've rehearsed it over and over and over again to the yeah. point of, oh, I've done it once or twice. Yeah. Because we've said it before in other episodes, have the words in your mouth, know how they feel. Yeah. Practice putting the pause here, raising your voice a little bit there. Mm-hmm. That stuff makes a huge difference. People, um, people talk about Steve Jobs and like the way that he would present because he was like meticulously careful in regards to like every single word that came out of his mouth on stage. I'm very much like that's Linda. <laughs> yeah, that's me to a T. Like, yeah. like the logical, analytical side in me. Like, yeah. I'm so like Steve Jobs in that way when it comes to presenting. But that just makes me feel better on yeah. the day. You know, if I can practice in private the way that I'm going to deliver publicly, then it makes me show up in a different way. Yeah, because you if have I that can have that rehearsal, that trust in yourself, that confidence yeah. in yourself. Uh, you and you know, said it before, like there's two elements to it. There's being a subject matter in what you're talking about so you can talk about it with confidence, mm-hmm. but then there's also taking the time to actually do the work and rehearse. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Because let's be real, you're a good actor, you memorise a good script, you can talk about whatever you want. You truly can, right? Mm. That's what a lot of our actors that we watch on the big screens do. They might not be like, you know, war veterans, but they've done their they've done their homework, they've done yeah. their content. Some of them are method actors and they go into the field and experience things firsthand so they can really adopt that character. Mm. So I, I think you could argue that no, you don't have to really know about AI to give a talk about AI. But as we're not first of all, we're not professional actors. Um yeah. even though we might think we are. No, <laughs> we're not we're not professional actors. <laughs> so it's actresses. yeah, we're not, right? We but we are in marketing, we are in AI, we are in sales and that's our subject matter expertise. Yeah. And we know how to, we're working on being good communicators. So with that, knowing our content yeah. and delivering something that we're clearly passionate and, and love about, yeah, it, it comes out. It, yeah. it resonates with the audience. One thing that I try and do on the rehearsal side as well is when I am rehearsing it wherever I am, I'm in my lounge room, I'm in my office, whatever it is, I will try and rehearse it in a way where I'm visualizing myself on stage as well. Mm. So I'm really trying to like, before I start, I really do envision like I'm walking up. Yeah. I did this to you before. I did the introduction. I was like, wait, yeah, yeah. let me walk into the room yeah, like yeah. I'm walking on stage. <laughs> let me walk onto the stage. Because yeah, it just 100%. helps me get into yep. the mindset so that way it's more familiar when I do it on stage. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. Visualization is a massive thing. We've talked about yeah. it in other podcasts and this is, a, again, another, um, you know, segue into another tip that I would recommend for preparing for your, um, you know, your keynote or your delivery of a presentation. And, again, I'm going to lean on Marcus Sheridan here because he had another LinkedIn post which really, really resonated with me and I want to share with you. So he obviously, like I said before, delivers keynotes all over the world to hundreds of thousands of people and um, was recently asked, you know, how does he prepare or how does he not get nervous for yeah. for what he's doing? And he says, you know, it is really easy to get caught up in those emotions mm-hmm. and those feelings of being nervous or anxious. And what he says he does, and I love this and I can't wait to use it at our TAYA event, is he will shift his attention, which might be on those nerves or those angst, anxious feelings, he'll shift it to the audience. Yeah. Once it's with the audience, he'll then visualise being on the stage, looking at the audience, seeing their faces, looking back at him, and then thinks about how much he cares for them and that he loves them and he loves his audience. And he'll say to himself multiple times during the day, I love my audience. I love 
my audience. Yeah. And when I when I have that affirmation, I love my audience, that, that process takes away the nerves, he says. It transfers his energy of agitated or um, angst and turns it into this warm, positive energy, yeah. which then carries it carries out of him onto the yeah. onto the audience. Like if you have ever watched Marcus Sheridan um, speak, which I have had the pleasure a few times, the word energy is an understatement for when that man enters the room. And it just exudes out of him and you feel it. And it's like, that's why, because he has this genuine love and warmth towards his audience. And we mm. feel that. So that's one thing that not only like gives me goosebumps talking about it, but I will definitely be using it in my delivery in a few weeks. Yeah, I love that. Linda's <laughs> like <Whoa>. so passionate, <laughs> so much energy. Just talking about it gets me G'd up. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it makes so much sense. And you know, I want I, I one thing I'm gonna use, and I feel like this is probably a really good inc- inclination, indication, sorry, of mm-hmm. like how you and I prepare differently. Yeah. And how I'm probably a little bit more like um, immersive in that sense where I need to feel something for it to connect. And then I think we were saying it before. I'm like, I might not have every word down to a T, but I know how I want something to feel for me. And then in theory, hopefully that I'm relying on that. Yeah. (laughs) Just someone else feels it too. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, yeah, just different, I guess, different ways of prep. Yeah. Um, I think. Playing to your strengths is the important part here as well. You know what I mean? Like, of course, there are things that you want to do across the board that make great speeches great and they're just standard principles that everyone should follow. But, yeah, I think, like, play to your strengths in that way. Yeah. Why are you laughing? Because <laughs> I just realised how into that I got. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Siri's getting into <laughs> Siri, it as well. Siri's, like, G'd up from you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm feeling it. Like, I'm feeling the energy, right? I feel no, like no, I, I, I really like that, though. I mean, for me, when I get up on stage, like, I get really, really nervous that, like, 20 seconds beforehand when I know it's about to happen. Yeah. And so I, I haven't previously had strategies to be able to try and mitigate that mm-hmm. and relax that nervous energy or turn yeah. it into something positive. Like I've never really focused on that. Yeah. And I've just found that during the first 30 seconds I've managed to kind of ease my nerves, but I kind of have succumbed to the fact that I'm going to feel those nerves yeah, at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I like that sort of strategy and you don't hear a a lot about that, I guess. Yeah. Different strategies on how to ease nerves specifically for when you're like going to give a presentation. I guess it's, it's so tangible. It, exactly. And it's turning know? something like um, turning something that's, you know, predominantly seen as a negative emotion, anxiety, nerves, turning it into something that's warm yeah. and positive. Yeah. Be like, no, no, no. And you choose. I'm going to go Tony Robbins on you now. You choose <laughs> to be in that state of angst and nerves. You're choosing that. You're focusing on that. Mm. Get your head out of there. Stop focusing on that and focus on your audience who you're about to talk to. And they want to hear about the shit that you've got to bring to them. And they know that you're going to give them good value. And you know you're going to give them good value. So why the fuck are you nervous? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I mean, I think nerves are okay. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gonna die on stage. I'm getting so geeked up. I haven't even had that much caffeine today. I'm just obviously very passionate and excited oh. about this. So let's move right along to the next topic. So we spoke about preparation. Um, this one's fun. Communication. Yeah. So uh, obviously, again, preparing for our keynotes. Linda and I are doing it a little bit differently, as you can see. <laughs> But 
um, you know, I feel like there's so many takeaways from both of our uh, approaches. But in terms of communication, this is a good one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) When you're delivering your keynote, Mm. not only are we practicing our, um, you know, our presentation as in here's the slides and this is what we're going to say, but we're really trying to zone in on how we're saying it Mm. and trying to find that balance of conversational yet presentational and, um, you know, using that energy. Like I have been told many times before that my energy is just kind of like one level yeah. and I need to learn how to take people. Let's on. clarify to everyone, the energy one level is really high energy because <laughs> like that could be taken anyway, let's be honest. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Really high it's energy a high energy one level. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so what I'm, what I'm working on is like, yeah. great, cool, I have a high energy, but how do I, if people listen to me for more than like 10 minutes <laughs> on that high energy, they're like, shit, I'm exhausted. <laughs> so I don't want that to come across on the audience. Uh, when I'm delivering this keynote. Mm. So I'm trying to work on, well, no, I'm trying, I'm working on um, where I need to bring my energy down a little bit. Yeah. By slowing down uh, my pace. Yeah. And lowering my voice and adding some pauses. <laughs> and if you didn't get from that, I'm the opposite Sasha. <laughs> So I literally work on the complete opposite to her Hmm. in that respect. I am the other side. I need to work on bringing myself up and creating energy in the room, Mm. particularly for this presentation because I'm the last of the day. Yeah, that'll be a good one. So I'm really going to need to make sure elements of my presentation, I'm bringing the energy, elevating my voice, um, like, you know, increasing the volume, increasing the pace sometimes to create urgency, all those things that Tasha said, making sure that we're kind of taking people on that ride of, like the being, highs and the lows. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Being serious sometimes when yep. it's important, but then being really energetic and fun at times as well to make sure that they stay engaged. Yeah, 100%. Because ultimately yeah. these people are sitting there, eyes on you, wanting to be educated and entertained. Yeah. They don't realize it, but that's what they want. We know that's what they want, right? Yeah. So it's a, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting journey we're going on. I love that I'm doing it with you, Linda, because yeah. we we complement each other in such different ways. Yeah, and I have so much to learn from you, and I feel like I can yeah, teach course, you things likewise. as well, like yeah. with our our differences. So that's exciting, the communication yeah. one. I think another thing as well is, um, you know, some of the best presentations you see they're really conversational as well. Yeah, and it's something I'm conscious of too. I think when I've you know, I haven't done this for a very, very long time. Like I'm talking years, like at least four, five years on stage, right? So it's been a really, really long time. And I don't think when I used to do keynotes, I was so focused on delivery. Mm. I was more focused on the content. Yeah. And delivery, I would just make sure that I, I turn up with a smile on my face. Everyone can hear me. I've got a presence. Yep. I wouldn't go deeper than that, which is what we're doing now. Yeah. So I think the way we're communicating now is definitely in a different ballpark, but now okay. I'm I'm more conscious of also being conversational mm-hmm. because when you're conversational with someone and you have that tone, it engages people more than just that authoritative Talking voice. at you type of style. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which I think is probably what we were – that's what we were trained to do in school. You go to the debating club, you do the – the, yeah. the the school speeches and stuff like they just told you to here's your speech just tell it to the audience so there's no type of like interaction yeah uh, but you know as as you know history is evolving um some of the best presentations that come to mind or that key best keynotes and Linda nailed it with one of the things but you will see 
commonalities in the yeah. best presentations. Yeah. And one of them is obviously, yes, it's conversational. Yeah. And it's embracing this idea of storytelling. Yeah. Because when you're talking to a mate, you generally tell, oh, you know, this happened on the weekend, this is what happened. Oh, my God, you wouldn't believe when this, blah, blah, blah. And it's just, it's conversational. It, it's easy to listen to. Such a good point. Telling the story like you're telling a friend is so important. Yeah. You know, when I listen to TED Talks, they're all feeling like you're talking, they're talking to you specifically. Yeah. Does it feel like they're talking to yeah. a huge audience? The ones that do it well, yeah. at least. And like, I'm just like reflecting on myself right now. When I tell people a story, I'm not like a 10 energy the whole time, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, you should have seen this car that hit me the other day. Like, it, you know, you don't speak like that. <laughs> That's a great example though. It is. It yeah. is. Yeah. 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 No, that's like, actually like, you, I don't want that for no, you. No, no, but no. like, no. it's a good example. There's, well, there's natural highs and lows in your conversations. Yeah. Some people are naturally just more energetic about random stuff. Yeah. Maybe me. But you got pretty energetic when that ice cream truck came down the road before. So. True. Yeah. Time and place. <laughs> Time and place. <laughs> yeah. Not in the podcast. That's fine. Uh, so there's storytelling. Some of the best presentations, keynotes out there follow this storytelling, conversational type of path, um, which makes you feel like you're at home and you're comfortable yeah. and you're engaged. And we're not going to get into the technicalities of it, but I read recently as well, like stories, they actually activate a different part of your brain when you're listening to a story. So for someone who's sitting there knowing that they're about to take on a lot of information and try and learn, that part of their brain, that learning part of the brain is very different to a storytelling part of the brain that gets activated. Yeah, cool. So you actually engage people better yeah. when you do the two. Yeah, that actually that makes a lot it makes a lot of sense, yeah. right? It makes a lot yeah. of sense. We can talk about that on another podcast. Mm. Um, another thing that present good presentations have in common is they're passionate. Yeah. When someone's talking about the thing that they're talking about, they're clearly passionate about it. They know their content, they love it, and they want to share that love with you. Yeah. The last one I want to share is it evokes emotion. I feel like that just encompasses everything. Mm. You're, you're giving a really good story. You're passionate about what you're talking about. You've encompassed these communication things. You've prepared for your presentation with role-playing and rehearsals. Yeah. Everything you're doing is getting people to go on that journey with you mm. of the content that you're delivering and evoke some type of emotion. You want them to yeah. hate generative AI, then you make them feel that way. You want them to be scared because they're not about to take on generative AI, then you're going to make them feel that way. Mm-hmm. You want them to feel like they have to have a customer journey map, otherwise their business is going to fall to pieces, then that's what we're going to try and offer them. And that's a good point as well. With evoking emotion, it's not just tell a personal story to make them feel a certain way. It's also what's the learning component and how can you take them on that journey, not necessarily tying it back to a personal story, which is really good to Like you gave the um, example of if someone doesn't take on AI, then there are repercussions that they're going to have to face in a few years, right? And evoking that emotion, that consequence is equally as powerful as if you want sharing a personal story yeah, that's I agree. really vulnerable and meaning to, yeah, meaningful yeah. to you. Yeah, totally, they both, totally It can agree. be done in different ways. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah. All right, so with all of that said, um, there's a whole bunch of stuff that you can do to prepare for your own presentation or keynote coming up. I'm sure there's a bunch of other things that we didn't talk about. Yeah. But I feel like we really got into that today. Yeah. I think the fun. number one for me is be authentic. Like yeah. try and play to your strengths. If you're going to tell stories, make sure they're your real stories so that way you're telling them authentically. When you do that, I feel like then you can be more passionate, more confident, you can show up in a different way. Mm. Rather than trying to mimic someone else, Mm -hmm. obviously have your role models 
and people that you aspire to be like, that's very important. But ultimately, how can you bring yourself to that presentation? Yeah. And for me, that's the number one thing that I'm trying to focus on personally. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. I would say number one for me is just loving your audience. Yeah, I love that. The more I can love them, I feel like that energy will keep coming out and um, yeah, they'll, they'll feel me. Yeah. Awesome. Love it. Love it, Linda. Thank you so much. Likewise. Until next time. All right. Bye, guys.